Today's scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 23, verses 1 through 25. Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. And Pilate said to the chief priests and the multitudes, I find no crime in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he had belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. And Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then arraying him in gorgeous apparel, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other at that very day, for, be, for before this they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Behold, nothing deserving death has done has been done by him i will therefore chastise him and release him but they all cried out together away with this man and release to us barabbas a man who has been thrown into prison for an insurrection starting in the city and for murder Pilate addressed them once more desiring to release jesus but they shouted out crucify crucify him a third time he said to them why what evil has he done i have found therefore I will I have found in him no crime deserving death. I will therefore chastise him and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he shouted to be crucified, or that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, whom they asked for, but Jesus he delivered up to their will. The word of the Lord. God of the suffering, suffering God, God of eternal recapitulation, God free of the calculations of power, God of now and forever, stand silent God, grow tired God, freedom from fear God, lover of weakness God, outside God, God of outside, fool suffering God, remaker God, non-bait taker God, I need your help. I need a glimpse Eyes to see, see outside or inside or broadside. I can't see past, past myself, past the power, past the chance. See to the peace, 
I need eyes instead of these things, these one-up, one-down machines, placing anything above me or below me, calculating power, calculating fear, looking for a mutual enemy to shore up my system. Herod and Pilate became friends. God of picked last, God of not fast, God of spokes, sticks, God of mathletes and athletes, Tinas and Toms, Rohelios and Pavangs. I need your help. To hear past what is being said, what is being spoken, who is being spokesman, big, big, bigger ears, ears that hear past that shallow, swallow up in the immediate sounds, parenthesize them, inconsequent, the sound of second grade playgrounds, the sounds of junior high dance, the sounds of the high school hallway, the competition sounds, the early lessons in democracy sounds, the early lessons in capitalism sounds, grit magazine, boy scout, Christmas wreath, hash on spec sounds. These are all parenthesis sounds parenthetic, undertones, or ricocheted pretenders. I want to hear what is being said beyond the economic state, the economic static, the political pimping of, of media gaffes, beyond the calculations of power. My native language is all I know. It is what I call speaking. Everything else is funny tongue and lip sounds, smacking noises and slurpery. I want ears to make out the nouns and exclamations of another language. God of standstill, God of great glimpse of other side, of right beside, morning side, God of help me, God of help me, God of shake me, I need your help. Jesus says nothing, one thing he says. He says, you say so. It is a junior high answer or a non-answer or a you know and I know it doesn't matter what I say answer. The religious power in Jerusalem arrests Jesus because he's messing with their gig. He is offending their sense of order, the way things are and the way things are done. To their thinking, the God-ordained order, that places them on top. It places them in power. What there is of it in a Roman-occupied Jerusalem is in their hands, and Jesus is challenging it, questioning it, calling it to account. Maybe they know it's not quite God-ordained the way things have developed, but he's messing with their power, and he's messing with their livelihood. He is costing them money. They want him gone. They want him dead. It's an old, old story, and you've no doubt heard it many times, but this is the time of year that we tell it, maybe less crooked than at other times. So the story goes, the religious leaders aren't the ultimate power in Jerusalem, and they couldn't just go killing someone. They had to convince the superpower, the world's biggest power, that Jesus was a big threat to Rome, as he was to them. They bring him to Rome's representatives, to Pilate, and they tell Pilate that he has offended Rome in the greatest possible way, that he's threatened Rome with real danger. They tell Pilate that Jesus is telling people not to pay their taxes to the emperor and that he is declaring himself king, king of the Jews, Messiah of the Jews. 
that is the avenging king, that he is the avenging king of Jerusalem. Money and power. Money and power. This is Jesus. This Jesus is a threat to your money and your power. Now Pilate looks at him. He looks at him and he doesn't feel threatened. What he sees is a weak little rabbi. He asks him, as a matter of course, um, are you the king of the Jews? You say so. Okay, listen, I find no basis for your accusations, so thanks for bringing this to my attention, but I think we're going to be okay. Pilate is not compassionate. Pilate is not just or generous or righteous. He simply does not see Jesus as a threat. He has all the power, according to the calculus of the economy. He represents the most powerful force in the world. This Jesus is barely worth the time that he has already spent on him. When he finds out Jesus is from Galilee under Herod's jurisdiction, he's relieved. He can get rid of Jesus and the overexcited local leaders. They bring him to Herod. Herod does not feel threatened. He's excited to see him, looks forward to it. He's heard he does miracles, and he wants to see some magic tricks. He talks to Jesus, questions him, prods him. Jesus doesn't say a thing. So he sends him away, back to Pilate. Not because he is afraid, not because he didn't want to have Jesus' blood on his hands. He does it because he finds Jesus boring. Not at all amusing, certainly not a threat. So he has what fun he can have with him. He dresses him up and mocks him, but Jesus still says nothing. Herod sends him back to Pilate, wearing the robe of a king. He thinks this is so funny. Even though Pilate and Herod have been rivals, he thinks Pilate will get a kick out of this. And he does. He thinks it's funny too. Luke even tells us that Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Remember that time when they said this guy was the king of the Jews and you put that robe on him? Man. (laughs) Pilate calls the religious leaders together, calls all the people, still sort of trying to stifle a laugh when he looks at Jesus and speaks, Look, you brought me this man. You said he was perverting the people. I've examined him. Harris examined him. And then he lets out a loud guffaw. And neither of us have found anything for which he deserves death. So uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll have him flogged and release him. Pilate is turning to go, and the people start yelling, shouting for him to release the other criminal, this real criminal, instead of Jesus. They are calling for Jesus' death. Crucify him. Pilate tries to calm them, explains to them again, but they shout him down. Pilate feels a threat for the first time that day. This crowd, these crazy local leaders have stirred up this crowd. This is the kind of thing that can get out of hand, can set other things off, can get out of hand real fast. Look, he says again, he has done nothing and I will have him beaten for you, but then release him. The crowd erupted, calling for Jesus' death more vehemently. The crowd erupted. Uh, Pilate started calculating the economy of power. What is the right move here? Is it better to appease the crowd with, uh, with uh, this meaningless Jesus than to have to confront them over a point of law? 
He decides the best move is to give the crowd, give the religious leaders what they want. Pilate condemns him to death. Jesus says nothing. Hands him over to be executed. Jesus says nothing. Why does Jesus say nothing? Why does he not defend himself? It would be easy. There are a lot of people around when he had the conversations about paying taxes to the emperor. His disciples were there. Anyone that was there clearly had heard him say, pay the taxes to Caesar. But he says nothing. Is it because he knows it will do no good, no matter what the religious leaders will lie and stir things up until Pilate puts him to death just to keep the peace? Is it because Jesus does not feel threatened? He doesn't see the religious leaders or Herod or Pilate or even the emperor of Rome as having any power. He doesn't see the calculations of the economy, the economy of power as something that has any power over him. They can put religious leaders, uh, they can put religious leaders in place and maybe he knows something that they could not touch him. Maybe he knows something that even the calculus of power does not know. I don't know, it's hard to see what Jesus is up to. It's hard to hear what Luke is trying to tell us. It's not as though Jesus didn't grant them power. He, I mean, he didn't try to overpower them. They really did execute him. They really did beat him and hang him on a cross until he died. God of the suffering, suffering God, God of eternal recapitulation, God free of the calculus of power, God of now and forever, stand silent God, grow tired God, freedom from fear God, lover of weakness God, outside God, God of the outside, fool, suffering God, remaker God, non-bait taker God, I need your help. I need a glimpse.